You are tuning into Vlog Boss Radio, episode 140. You better turn up. You better be there when I shake. Watch me rocking if I can't stop. If I should fall, just go ahead. Go and catch me, baby. What's up, socials? Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Vlog Boss Radio. This is Amy Landino, and today is Monday, February 12th, 2018. You're listening to Turn It Up by Johan Glossner. You can get this track and so many more for your vlogs and other content by subscribing to Epidemic Sound. Get your 30-day free trial by visiting vloglikeaboss.com slash music. Headed to L.A. today, uh, later this afternoon, hopping on a jet plane. Super pumped that for once I'm on a direct flight out of Columbus. I don't know if you know this, but it's a chronic issue in Columbus, Ohio, to not have a direct flight to actually where you're going. Maybe it's because I like to fly the same airline every single time. But anyway, not very often I just get to get on a plane, get where I'm going, and not have to walk all over creation. That is a layover. So I'm really looking forward to that. Good start to the week. (laughs) Good start to the week. And uh, yeah, we'll be out there for a couple days on a client shoot. It has just been such an awesome storm of things going on, all video things going on over here at Vlog Boss headquarters. The Vlog Like a Boss Masterclass has been rolling. We are in week two. A lot of people have been asking me if there is a cutoff for this class, and there isn't. It is uh, something that I just wanted to make sure that when people found out about it when it was first coming out, that there was a good sale on it because I wanted people to jump in and be able to take advantage of something that had not been available to them until now. But there is no cutoff. You can join the class whenever you want. You'll just be going sort of at your own not your own pace. I mean, you really will kind of go at the same pace as everybody else, but you can jump in at any time and start whenever you want. So um, the kind of cool thing is that there are people who are jumping in right now. And although the inaugural class started a week ago, you can really jump in now and kind of get on the same pacing as all of these first students. So it's kind of cool right now because you can jump in with them. But um, no, there's not a cutoff whatsoever. If you want to find out details about that, you can go to vloglikeaboss.com slash masterclass. I basically decided if you're not aware at this point, I decided I wanted to be able to help a lot more vloggers in the way of being able to help them with their channel while not actually coaching with them one on one because a lot of people aren't able to do that with me. And I thought if they could just take a class that I basically walk them from start to finish, how to jumpstart a YouTube channel and keep it going and keep up with it and have great content, this would be the best vlogging class on the planet. And so that's exactly what I created. (laughs) No, not bragging or anything like whatever. But yeah, so that's what's going on with the masterclass. Check it out. If it sounds like a fit for you, vloglikeabus.com slash masterclass. Check it out. But it's been so great. There's about 130 students in the class and a good number of them, probably about 100 in the Facebook forum. And they are just chatting away and helping each other grow. And I absolutely love to see that because 
we cannot do this in a vacuum. We have to get feedback from other people. I know I wish I could just like stay home and not talk to anyone all day long, but it just doesn't work that way. (laughs) So anyway, that's what's going on there. Um, Also, I have just been, I don't even know, like taken aback because um, my YouTube channel is... Uh, just got a lot of love on it right now. Like a lot of love. Like there's always love. There's always people who are loving on the YouTube channel, no doubt about it. But right now there's a ridiculous number of subscribers coming in compared to usual. So if you're one of those people and you happen to be joining on the podcast as well, I just want to say thank you so, so much. Um, I basically... I'm going to hit the 100,000 mark a whole lot sooner than projected. And uh, I guess if th- if things keep up, I could be jinxing it. Like there could just be, YouTube could just flip a switch. You know, these things happen. <laughs> There's like viral things that happen and then they like stop. It's part of the game. Uh, but I'm super grateful for everything uh, that's happened so far. So if you want to know what I'm talking about, youtube.com slash amytv. Go check it out. And uh, a lot of people are asking me what I'm going to do for the 100,000 subscriber mark. Honestly, I have no plans. I think that's um, a really, really cool milestone to hit. I don't think it'll feel real to me until I get my play bar from YouTube, which is the uh, first mile marker that, well, mile, I should say 100,000 milestone marker that they um, give sort of like a I don't know, like a trophy, I guess is what it's called. I don't know what it is. It's it's just something nice you can hang on your wall. Um, but other than that, it's just business as usual for me. Like this just means that I'm helping more people. It just means that I need to stay even more focused on the content that I'm delivering, especially the stuff that is making people um, the most motivated and the most happy to watch the channel. So um, honestly, it's just learning lessons for me every time you hit a big number like that. If you have any suggestions, though, I don't know. Maybe we could do like a giveaway or something. I do feel like you guys need a little bit of props or a lot of props for helping me get to this point. So I'm not trying to make it seem like it's no big deal. I, I think you deserve all the credit. I don't think it's something that I necessarily... Um, I'm going to be like bragging about. (laughs) I don't know. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Anyway, so I'm going to stop rambling. That's a lot of the video craziness that's happening right now. You know, we got to get into the good stuff today. In just a few minutes, we're going to be talking about travel vlogging tips for YouTube. I'm going to be sharing a chat that I had with my dear friend and YouTuber Jess Dante from the Love in London YouTube channel. This was an episode of Q and Amy that we filmed for my channel while I was in London last year, but I wanted to make sure that you got all of these value bombs in your life from Jess, and I chimed in too, so that's going to be coming up, but first, you know what time it is. It's time for your Vlog Boss gear recommendation of the day. I seriously groove to this track every time. (laughs) 
here on Vlogboss Radio. I like to recommend something to the future Vlogboss. That would be you. It might be gear. It might be software. It could be absolutely anything to keep you motivated so that you can go after the life that you want, leveraging video to make it happen. Today's recommendation is brought to you by our friends at B&H Photo, the professional source for electronics since 1973. Find the gear you're looking for by visiting bhphoto.com. And here is your Vlogboss recommendation of the day. I recommend the Sennheiser Clip Mic Digital. You know I love to tell you how to improve your audio and especially when you can use the camera that is closest to you. The Clip Mic Digital from Sennheiser is a professional solution for mobile recording that can be utilized to capture audio for several applications using iOS devices such as iPhone 7, iPhone 6, iPhone 6 Plus, iPad Air, two iPad Air, iPad mini, all the iPads, maybe not all the iPads, make sure you check, but many, many more. The lavalier microphone enhances the sound quality by direct source pickup. Unwanted background noise is reliably screened out. So I recommend this because I have offered another uh, lavalier microphone that you can use with your smartphone, but I love Sennheiser. This is a brand that understands audio. So the fact that they have something that is mobile phone friendly is the bomb. So I want you to go check this out on the BH Photo site. I will link to that in the show notes. Check it out. That's an affiliate link. So thank you so much for helping me out with that link. I appreciate it as always. And you can check out more gear that I recommend by visiting the Vlog Boss Gear Guide at vloglikeaboss.com slash gear guide. And that was your Vlog Boss recommendation of the day. What's up, socials? Welcome back to my channel. I am in Victoria Tower Garden with just Dante from the Love in London YouTube channel in London. We are in London. Yay. This is very meta for you. You're just like, I do this all the time, whatever. <laughs> so excited to have you here to do some Q&A with me. Yeah. Tell everyone what you do on your YouTube channel. Okay, so Love in London is a YouTube channel for people who are coming to visit London. So it's all about like tips and tricks of things to do while you're here, how to use public transportation, all that kind of oh stuff. Oh my God, that's so useful because I happen to be visiting London right <gasps> now. Perfect. I'll and send you some links. No, yeah, and you already did because we <laughs> went to a place last night that you recommended. It was called Pulpo, which was really fun because I knew Covent, Covent Garden was cool. Yep. And I was like, I want to take the guys to Covent Garden because I think it's cool. It was raining, but other than that, it was great. Good, really good. yummy Italian food. So mm -hmm. thank you for the recommendation. So I went to my vlogging Facebook group and asked, what do you guys want to know about growing a YouTube channel? And so these are the questions that we got. Caitlin asks, when traveling, are you able to plan your content or do you film what you can? That's a good question. Yeah. You, your videos are mostly sort of like, let me tell you what I know. You're, you're not, they're very restrictive. We're really lucky right now about filming in London, it seems like, because it doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem they like cameras very much around no, here, right? Yeah. And personally, I don't do like travel out and about stuff because, right. well, I just find that if I'm traveling, I want to kind of be able to not work and, and, my husband doesn't want to be on camera yeah. and I kind of don't want to be thinking about that. And it also doesn't really fit my content because I pretty much only do London stuff. Right, so. right. So you're not actually traveling. You live here. Yeah. Although you're very American, as we can all tell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you're sort of transplanted from a, a lot of like fun travel that you've done. So yeah, so you're, you're more going out, doing the experiencing, sort of making some notes and saying, I have to tell my community about yep. this and delivering. So that's yep. cool because then you can plan for it in the sense that you only talk about what you experience and then you can kind of summarize everything into like a, a, a theme, right? Exactly. Is yeah. that essentially how? Yeah, like listicle kind of videos. Yeah. like 
five things to do in this area and yeah. stuff. And yeah. it kind of, it's easier for me to film personally. And I think it's easier possibly to consume for viewers. So yeah. that's just always the way I've done it. Totally. I, I will just say just because we're traveling right now. So clearly we have an editorial calendar that needs to be scheduled. I have videos that are rolling out while I'm here, but I'll mm -hmm. sort of put a maybe kind of temporary but pretty firm date on the calendar that's like I'd love to share some of my experience while I was in London on this date. Um, mm -hmm. I try to give it some sort of theme to stick with not just London is awesome but something more specific so it can be a vo very day in the life vlog style for travel but it's not so rigid that if it doesn't pan out I can't come up with something else to talk about or come up with another idea. Yeah. So it is, I think it can be tough to plan on vlogging and traveling, but it's possible if you give yourself the constraints that make sense for the channel that you've actually promised your audience. So yeah, good question, Caitlin. Thank you. David asks, what does a successful travel vlog collaboration look like to you? Ooh, good okay. Question. So I have- It looks like this. It looks like there this we go. right here. Anytime anyone comes to London, I'm like, let's meet up. It kind of depends, I think, on what kind of content that yeah. you're doing. So obviously anything that is going to be beyond London for me isn't going to work, right? Yeah. So um, personally, what I've found works best is working with other people who do London style content, mm -hmm. whether that be um, they do videos about British English, but mm -hmm. they do a lot of stuff around London. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's uh, another channel I've collaborated with and they do kind of similar stuff to what I do, but also he does it in like a completely different way. Yeah. So that worked really well because my audience absolutely loved everything that he did when he was on my channel and it sent a load of people his way. And then it was also content for me yeah so yeah I think that's probably what works best for so, me what's really kind of funny about that is I think people try to figure out how to collaborate and not work with someone that they might identify as a competitor and let's just pretend like we were gonna call that guy a competitor he's totally not because you guys probably have some similar audience it sounds like you have a lot of an American audience that's thinking about coming here yeah they might have a predominantly London audience even if there is overlap I thought I've found that when you work with somebody that's very aligned the audience is like, oh my gosh, you guys linked up. We're watching you together at the same yes. time. And that collaboration is so much bigger. And I've seen so many niche industries where people could have called themselves a competitor and said, no, let's just do something together and make the audience like go, oh my gosh, they're sitting next to each other on camera and really get to experience that with them. So that's what I think is really cool is it doesn't matter if you're really doing the same thing. If you can find a new way to do it together and make the audiences kind of see a different experience, it can work for everyone across the board. I think also too, when it comes to YouTube, that um, there's this saying that rising tides raise all ships mm, and yes. I think that is so important to remember with YouTube because even, you're, you're right like even if you have somebody that you think is a competitor actually if you guys work together and you send traffic each other's way and you're talking about the other channel Definitely. that actually that helps everybody mm -hmm. and that it's great for everyone absolutely absolutely collaborate very uh, definitely collaborate when you travel because when would we have had a chance to talk otherwise like you no, never you know. never come back home you never write and I have to come here to see you so we never would have met in person if yeah, we didn't exactly. do this so definitely collaborate when you travel Jason asks as a travel vlogger is it better to hone in on a niche like travel tips Jessica or is there still space for travel explore type videos Ooh, okay, so personally for me, I've seen the most success from honing down into a niche or a niche. Yeah. 
definitely that is where I saw the most growth of my channel, the mm. quickest. Um, when I first started with Love in London, I kind of dabbled. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with it. Um, I know the name seems like London makes sense, yeah. but I wasn't really sure if I wanted to just focus on London. Oh. So I did like some packing stuff. I did do a little bit of vlogging when I did travel. Um, I tried like very generic Europe tips. Mm -hmm. None of them really took off until I started to produce a couple of London videos. Yeah. And that is where people really seemed to like the information that I was putting out there. And also I realized that because I live in London, first of all, it was a really good business move because I don't have to pay money to go travel to be able to produce content. Right. And also it's where I live. So I know it really, really mm, well. Yeah. And I can prove that I am the expert at London and people really resonate with that. And they'll trust me whenever I talk about something or I produce an ebook or I give a recommendation for anything. Really. Definitely. And it makes sense. I think it's good to have some of that more overarching stuff like packing, right? I think that that's something fundamental that a lot of people could learn. But if someone's actually searching or, or seeking out, like I'm about to go on this trip, what do I need to know? You're going to, you're going to pay off more as a channel. If you get to have them dive into not just one, but your entire archive of videos, yeah. because it's like every video here seems to be applicable to me. And that's really cool. I think that's the biggest oversight that people make, no matter if this is a travel channel or not. Can you go super niche so that you can actually pay off in watch time for a channel? Because like you said, when you were looking for video tips, you binge watch my channel. When I was mm -hmm. looking for London tips, I binge watch your channel. Yeah. I didn't stop after one or two because you moved over to France and Italy after that because that didn't apply to me. I think niching down makes a whole lot of sense. Anytime you can show off the environment that you're in though, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think the biggest mistake I see in, the ter in terms of vlogging today in terms of go follow me around is not having a focus of what is this video about and just thinking that the trees you're walking amongst and the bridges you're going over are as interesting as anything else. Have a focus and purpose for that video and let that be the backdrop for the purpose of that video. Yep, I agree. Meg asks, I have made several friends through SSS Data that are in the UK. Does time difference play a big part in viewership? And this question is for both of you. Amy, you have a lot of viewers in Okay, just you have a big audience in the US. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. So you you do end up having a, a largely American audience. So clearly you must time your uploads or your publishing time around that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I currently publish my videos on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Okay. Because then if Eastern. No, uh, your time. My time your here. Time. So that would be okay. 3 p.m. at on the East Coast mm -hmm. in the US. Late afternoon East Coast, got exactly. it. So I did that because I wanted to be able to, I would prefer to probably publish in the evening on the East Coast. However, I do have an audience still that are in the UK yeah. and that are in Europe. And they'll be sleeping. So then you're like, really, who are you doing this for? Exactly. If you're posting yeah. when they're sleeping. Yeah, exactly. When you're sleeping, you just happen to be posting at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have watched my analytics really closely over the last um, couple of years too, mm -hmm. because I've been watching the real time views to see yeah. if people are watching right when it's published or if maybe over the 24 hours, if, yeah. it's, if it kind of drops off or what the pattern is. And the pattern is that as, as long as I post at 8 p.m., people do watch it the majority at 8 p between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Yeah. So, do you think um, some of that though is the cadence that you have built with the audience? It's not just ideal time. Yes. I think that's the thing people mess up is you have to shoot for a good time, but it, that's not the end all be all. It's the audience needs to know you're going to show up for them at that time. I completely agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure, but I do like the strategy there because. 
I, I have noticed that there's a lot of UK vloggers that are posting about that time, no matter what day it is, it seems. It could be a Sunday, mm. and it's paying off in so many time zones then, because you're even maybe getting California at the late yeah. morning or something like that, so I yeah. that makes sense to me. And it's funny because I try to shoot for between 3 and 4 Eastern on Tuesdays um, and, and sometimes Thursdays, and so that's kind of funny. We're all, we're all pretty much lining up at the same time, so maybe go. that is indicative of the audience, something to observe there. Okay, so tell me about your guide, because if anyone's coming to London, they need this. And I, let me tell you, mind blown, I did not know you could create a custom Google map and put it on your phone. It, it has been taking us everywhere, what you did. So explain Perfect. what that is. Okay. Okay, so the local guide to London is essentially my guidebook for all of my recommendations of things to do in London, but the more local things, not like the classic Big Ben and Westminster. Everybody knows how to do Literally, that. Literally, there is no pin almost, almost <laughs> yeah. no pin where we're staying, which is in Westminster because it's all tourists. So this is a map of only locally cool things. Exactly. Got it. So I wanted to provide that to my audience because they told me they wanted it. So I created, um, it's a PDF guide, mm -hmm. so you have that, right? Um, there's also a digital map, which I created that because it's something that I've made for my own travels mm -hmm. and even for in London. I always get so many recommendations of like, Jess, you have to try this or go here or uh, there's this new vegan restaurant to try or something. Yeah. And I needed a place to put it all so that I could always kind of like pull it out when I'm hungry somewhere in London and be like, okay, well, let's see. Oh, there's recommendations here. I've always wanted to try it. It's just down the road. Let's go. So I thought actually that's where traditional guidebooks are kind of the downfall because if you're in Westminster and you're, you've been recommended something in Shoreditch and you really want to go there, that's going to take you like 40 minutes to get there. Yeah. And like, do you really want to travel that? Anyway, yeah. so that's why I created this digital map. Anytime that you're out and about in London, you can pull it out and see which of my recommendations are around where you are. Uh, and then also included, you got a membership to my private Facebook group where I answer questions, people chat with each other, they share their photos from their trip. It's really good fun actually. That's awesome. Go and pick that up. I'll leave a link in the description. I'm telling you it is worth the buy to have that as your partner while you're on your trip in London because you will only be hanging out with the cool people in London. I'm telling you so far, I'm like, we're definitely the only Americans here. Let's be quiet so nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for today, socials. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. As always, go check out Love in London on YouTube. Amazing channel. You must subscribe. If you don't want to go to London, you will immediately want to go to London. So go check that out. Thank you for tuning in to Vlog Boss Radio. I appreciate it as always. If you want to discover your excellence in vlogging and building your personal brand, pick up a copy of my book, Vlog Like a Boss, found on Amazon or your favorite online stores. Visit vloglikeaboss.com for details. Subscribe for good vibes and remember to continue to go after the life that you want. Cheers. <laughs>